Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things. Number 49. Oh, this is 49? 49, Oh yeah. my God, we're almost to episode 50? This week would have been 50, but we had to take last Guys. week off. You know, I'm pretty sure I had the coronavirus. She had the Rona. It's since I was so past. sick. You lost all vibrance. I thought you were. I thought you were at death's door. You were so ill. Yeah, last night you said something really funny that made me laugh because I didn't realize that you were like, you just you weren't like I would like talk to you and like be silly and you just would be like, yeah, bummed me out. Well, I was so sick, yeah, you guys. Yeah, you were really sick. So, yeah, we, so we apologize for not having this I, episode out earlier. <laughs> Excuse me. I literally couldn't say, like, three words without coughing it my was, lungs out. So it yeah. wouldn't have been a very fun episode for you guys. I also sounded crazy. I might still sound a little You're crazy. still coming out of it. I yeah, it was, a, it was a serious situation. Yeah, I was pretty much just sleeping for days. I had fever. Mm-hmm, Ew. Mm-hmm. Not fun. It was had, not a good time. I think I ate Jello. Jello and applesauce. Jello and applesauce for like four days. And then when when that appetite got you though, you you crushed I did. You got me some Panera. Panera. Oh <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you know, I'm really sick when there's no alcohol and in my system. There's nothing for it. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't having any wine. It we was hope, bad. Yeah, man. But we hope you guys have been doing good. Speaking uh, of the actual coronavirus, it's fucking nuts. Christ. Hope you guys got your toilet paper. God, I went to the grocery on the way home. The toilet paper, uh, paper towel, Kleenex aisle, not one thing. Just not holy one shit. thing. So I bought <laughs> two hundred napkins. Yes, as day. you do when there's no toilet paper. <laughs> uh, you buy two hundred. I don't know if you knew this because you were taking a nap, but all of our schools are closed uh-huh. for like the next couple. The weeks. next two weeks. Yep. Yeah, I mean they just canceled March Madness. They've canceled so, so many. Crazy. Things. They postponed yeah. all the derby events. They're, they're, yeah, uh, festival. Yeah, they're yeah. they're also talking about potentially delaying. The Derby. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nuts. And, and Thunder. I'm, I'm sure Thunder is the next one, yeah, which is a big, light, know, a big uh, firework display yeah, in Louisville. Which a is huge. the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's really cool. And we get to come up most of Yeah, years. we get to be on a boat for it. Yeah, we're on a boat, bitch. But I hope that, I hope that everyone is staying Staying, healthy and safe did you see that friggin hilarious video of that woman she was like a public health person and she was like now is the time to remember to not touch your face as she licks her finger she licks her finger and turns the page page. iconic hilarious hilarious directed by robert b wade or whatever yeah classic but yeah, so sorry we took a week off. And that we're we're also quite late getting this episode out. I'm yeah, sure. but we're doing it. Hey, buddy. Um, yeah, and I mean episode ne- episode next week is episode fifty. 50. Holy shit! Only took us three years. You got any suggestions? Emails that we drink we know things podcast at Gmail. Yeah, which we always appreciate. Good plug, babe. Good plug. We love getting emails. We love. You know what else we love? Uh, written reviews. Also, thanks Tim Mullins for the yeah. um saying how well how good i did in the last we two get episodes. it your stories are good <laughs> everybody likes them more than mine <laughs> no Great. your stories are good too baby they're on their way <laughs> man. i don't know but uh what else we were while i was sick since i was posted up on the couch we started playing this game called overcooked oh buddy on playstation it's like a cooking simulator but it's like kooky yeah 
it's you know, really like, weird. The floors move, the the, the pans and you pots basically put move, in like mice crazy, try to steal your ingredients. Yeah, situations to make pizzas and burritos and burgers soups and, and soups. And, and it's a real relationship builder, honestly, because yeah. if I need to fucking sell some soup and you're over there chopping the wrong ingredient, oh my god, what the fuck you're is this? Like what the fuck are other? we doing? And honestly, Andrea is the aggressor. I'm actually, I feel like we're in a safe <laughs> space, so I can say well, that. Well, you know, you get a little. I do get a little. Aggro. You get a little head. Sh- you get a little <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. You called me a shit sandwich the other day. I didn't call you a shit sandwich. You did look me dead in my dead in my soul and called me stupid the other day. <laughs> Because I couldn't pick up the fucking pan. <sighs> oh, gosh. Oh. It's good things. But it's fun. and It's super fun. It's challenging, but it's very fun. You get, like, PlayStation awards when you beat, like, certain yeah. things. Yeah, Andrea kind of a new convert to yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, and Well, because for, for Valentine's Day, I mentioned it. I got us his and hers. Yeah, yep. we've been using them. And when we, we, we beat it, the game and it was like beat the less than six percent of people forever, beat though. the end we were just like yeah six percent of people who play the the first overcooked game finish so i feel like that's a personal accomplishment yeah it's pretty cool and i also feel as though i know my way around fictitious kitchens um like, really fucking, yeah like i know the quickest route yeah i'll do that little poo poo where you go fast and bump it was you. yeah, it's, good it's pretty fun if anybody played it let us know what you thought we have the second one and if you have on it. if you have any like good it's hard games man it's so fucking it was so hard. hard we had our little buddy who like he's like a game streamer he came over and played one evening and he got so stressed out on the first levels he actually ended up just like i'm gonna go home <laughs> this is this is too stressful no but like it's funny because we, we got the second game too yeah and it's so infinitely much easier. easier so much more approachable it's like one of those things where you have to earn st- like so many stars on the levels to like move to the pl- next level old school we, you had to earn like every fucking star in the first one to be- it was a lot was crazy it was a was challenge fun. and but yeah i feel you, like we're better for it if you play playstation like let us know what games and to you play. know two two-player games like eat like like I'm not talking like fucking. Andrew does not fuck with Assassin's first person Creed shooters or some shit. Either. Like, um, yeah, like. Well, first of all, there's not a two player. Okay, but you know what I meant. Assassin's Creed. I think you can play online. Like but... fun. Like I'm talking like quirky little like Mario type. Games. Yeah, Qu- fun, cute. Yeah. Very cute. Because you're still on Stardew Valley too, but you, I w- admittedly, you've slowed down a lot. Yeah, I played a little bit like one day when I was sick, but it was yeah. just too much. It was like sensory overload. That's a lot to to manage the farm yeah. while you're sick. But it is fun. Yeah, um, man. Can we also talk about the fact that we had a friend over last night? Oh, this motherfucker. And this motherfucker. I guess he decided to leave at like five o'clock this morning. He said so there was a, he said there was there was mention of a booty call. He had like there was mention of a hookup. He had to have been drunk. Uh, based on how much he drank before we went to bed. I, would I woke up this morning and our mailbox was laying mm-hmm. over in our yard. Mm-hmm. And and I actually woke up really early today. I had to do a thing for TV for work. Yeah. And th- so that's how I started my day was like discovering the mail. It was still in the road when I got up. Oh, I moved in the road? It into the, it oh, good. Into the yard. Good, good, yeah. good, 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 good. He smacked the shit out of that thing, yeah, man. so needless to say, we have to put a new Anybody want to come over in. and pour some concrete, holler at your boy. But it's been rainy. It's gross. Yeah, so. it's the apocalypse. We got fucking coronavirus and thunderstorm, war- oh, freaking tornado warnings. Yep. Uh, all over, like here in Tennessee. Also, I mean, the, those, there was that terrible tornado in, in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. yeah, I hope everybody. Hope everybody's okay out there, man. Safe. If you know anybody who, yeah. who was affected by that? That sucks. I'm sorry. We've been thinking about everybody. Yeah, it's a weird time. It's a weird time. So we're here to drop some fun stories you did on make, you. Uh, a new table. Oh my god, I built a table. I built another table. Yeah, I've been fucking with with woodworking for probably about and and largely because my father in law is just over how cluttered his garage is. Yeah. So every time I go over, <laughs> he gives me just a he gave me a literal toolbox he did. today or the other day just full full of, full tools. of tools. <laughs> 
It's like a chest. You yeah. Know? It's huge. Yeah. Super retro. But yeah, I've been working on woodworking and stuff, which is on my personal stuff. Um, but maybe I'll share. I'll share the table on our Insta once it's finished. Because I'm gonna yeah. build us. I'm gonna build us a new uh, recording area. Ooh. So get Fancy. rid of all this shit. Fancy. Yes. Yeah. Um. I think that. I think that you go first, go first, right? You're, you're, you're kicking us off this evening. Yes. I mean, I guess that's about it. We just do a little. I mean, we done took a week up. off. We're Sorry two episodes that. behind, and we're back. Uh, we're back, man. We're gonna give you some juicy episodes, and hopefully, something really fun for episode fifty. If you guys have any ideas, hit us up. Ooh, maybe a collab. Maybe a collabo. Yes. Yeah, so I'm first. Yes, tell us a terrible story of macabre and murder i'm sure so i'm going a little different Uh Eh. i am going to be telling you about tell me bobby mackey's music world bobby mackey's music world yes this sounds this sounds harmless this sounds like it's gonna be fun um have you ever you've never heard of bobby mackey's Never heard of Bobby Mackey's. Because it's actually... Not off the top of my head. Maybe I'll remember as you talk, but... 44 Licking Pike, Wilder, Kentucky. 41071. Oh. So that's kind of close. Kind of close to... Yeah, it's like it's in near the state. Cincinnati. Okay, it's so in northern Kentucky. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Yes. So, um, the establishment known as Bobby Mackey's Music World is its present form, which is a small honky-tonk tonk country nightclub in the town of wilder kentucky um it's now owned by local musician bobby mackey who opened it in september of 1978 okay as a venue for bands to make their music known and a place for people to to, you know just like kick back so it's like the wilder version of twice told yes (laughs) real Uh, ones know twice told was a music venue i think we talked about it before that we used to go to when we were it was so in high emo. School, we had uh, our first kiss there. We did. So patrons enjoy drinks, dancing, country music, um, and there's a mechanical bull. Yes, that's so, a real fucking honky tonk, buddy. Um, at first glance, you would not. It would not seem to have much to do with the world of paranormal. Okay. Okay. So I have a clue that it's going to be a paranormal story. The nightclub has carved itself a, a reputation as being one of the most haunted places in the united states damn we got waverly and bobby bobby flay mackies i think it's 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 pretty like it's it's definitely one of the most haunted it's the most haunted nightclub in kentucky and i think in the united states okay so it's got a dark history of murder suicide arcane cult rituals oh fuck yeah and supernatural Yes. And it also has a portal to hell itself. Is this a tenacious D just script <laughs> no. proposal? So, you've never heard of this, right? Never, not one yeah. word of it. I I had like heard about it on something, I don't remember. And then I I looked it up again cuz I was like, oh, I forgot about that. What is that? And I was like, oh yeah, it's in Kentucky. Yeah, Which I've never, crazy. I've never heard. Of I it. mentioned it to my dad. I was like, "Have you ever heard of Bobby Mackey?" He was like, "Oh my god, yeah, everybody knows about Bobby Mackey." Everybody, your like, dad wow. knows. Your All dad right. knows a lot of stuff, though. So the land the club is built on didn't start well to begin with. Um, Burial ground. The land before any buildings were built on it, when it, which is it's right next to the Licking River, which I don't know what that is. You um, don't know about the Licking River? No, I don't know about that Licking River. I'll show you sometime. <laughs> um. 
was where, so the, before the building triples on it, was where brutal fighting between native tribes happened. And guess what? White settlers massacred tons of the natives there. Great idea, guys. Yeah. That never goes wrong. So much of the town was built over the unnamed graves of the fallen and forgotten. Gee, well, natives. good. I'm glad they come back to haunt. I mean, that's that's Maybe. inappropriate. Yeah, you know, so they're don't just don't just don't just kill a bunch of people because you like their stuff and their land. You know, it's, it's <laughs> right? wrong. It's, it's bad news. Yeah, you're white and you want their people's land. It's just like chill. Like we've heard the story chill. enough times, guys. Stop it. So the area around the 1800s was called Wilder and became a bustling railway nexus. Okay. And in 1850, a large slaughterhouse and meatpacking facility was constructed to serve northwestern Kentucky and nearby Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. In the lowest part of the building, uh, there was a well that was dug. A well. That sounds terrible. And it was used to hold the blood, guts, and waste from the slaughtered animals. Jeez, just a well full of yeah. guts and blood and shit. Yeah, that is the most metal shit. Why didn't you just? Why don't y'all just throw it like throw it away? I don't know, man. Eighteen fifty. No. Yes, well, what we ought to do, I tell you, we build a deep ass well and just chuck all of it in there. <laughs> Forget so, about it for a couple weeks. Some researchers have speculated that after the slaughterhouse closed in the eighteen nineties, satanic cult activity took place in the building. Around. I bet it was fucking, that's the most metal place yeah. that you've talked about to date. Specifically around the well, and that animals and possibly humans were being slaughtered for ritualistic purposes. No, buddy. So, <laughs> yikes. Ew. Very specifically, um, one of the first tragedies that happened was a brutal murder that was um, of a woman named Pearl Bryan. Oh, Pearl. Okay. Pearl had supposedly fallen in love with a dentist named Scott Jackson, and she got pregnant with his bebe. His bebe. His bebe. Um, but the two were not going to go through with this pregnancy because, you know, it was not accepted. Were they out of wedlock? They, they weren't certainly not married. No, no, no. And Jackson allegedly made arrangements for them to take a trip to Cincinnati in order to have an abortion carried out. But he decided he didn't want it to be out in the public on the books yeah yeah so he enlisted the help of his roommate alonzo walling to try and perform the procedure themselves they were very curious there's no teeth down here dental school yeah and decided that they were going to use their dental tools and um they drugged pearl Pearl. i'm gonna head with this plant they apparently sorry they apparently drugged her with we get it. You were sick. Sorry. They apparently drugged her with, I guess, some sort of like sleep medication and cocaine. Doesn't that slow do the you, opposite? It's going to slow you down and, and speed, speed you up, up at the I same mean, damn. Poor Pearl. Pearl. Um, right. So the procedure was a tragic failure. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> leading to Pearl's death. Oh, um, no. I could have swore there were teeth down what here. What happened man. I'm so sorry. was they realized that they had botched it. And cut her head off while she was still alive. <laughs> I think we didn't do a great job on this abortion. I think the only logical step. Yeah. Let's cut her fucking head they, off. They could tell Jesus. because of the blood splatter that she was still alive when they were cutting her head off with dental tools. <laughs> yeah. And they dumped her body in the backwoods near Fort Thomas, Kentucky. But they made the mistake, uh, so they, they cut her head off, yeah, right? Yeah. As to, like, conceal her identity. 
but they made the mistake of leaving her shoes on and her shoes had like a specific barcode which led like directly back what? to like who she was oh wow which i thought was kind of weird that is weird. but especially from back in the day so too. they both were found guilty um of the murder and they were hanged for it uh but they adamantly proclaimed their innocence up until the very end and it was actually the very last public hanging in oh, wow. in Kentucky like, or I think in Kentucky. Whoa, that's I dark know. stuff, bud. Pearl's head was never found. Oh no. But there's legend that the men threw it into one into the well, which was used, you know, to ki- to do dark to stuff and contain all the animal the blood and yeah. guts and feces. Poo poo. Um <laughs> Other details have been added to the lore surrounding the story over the years, such as that the men had always intended to murder her. Also, that Jackson and Walling were actual, actually satanic cultists, and that the head had been found in the center of a pentagram etched into the slaughterhouse floor in blood. But um, it's from what I could tell, it's always been said that the, the head has never been found. Wow. And that they actually, before they put them on the gallows or whatever, they were like, Hey, tell us where the if you tell us where the head is, we won't kill you. And, and they, they wouldn't like, tell him where the head was. Geez. So, yeah. But Jackson, with his dying breath, vowed to never rest and to haunt those who wrongly killed him. Oh, shit. That's a way to so, go out, right? Yeah, right. So by the 1920s, the old slaughterhouse building was torn down and rebuilt to become a roadhouse that was soon... A roadhouse. Yeah. That was soon after turned... By mobsters. Hell, fuck you. Cincinnati mobsters. Cincinnati mobsters. They turned it into an illicit bar and casino called the Primrose. The Primrose. Primrose. Mm. So this was the era of prohibition, and the Primrose was a high for bootleggers. Bootleggers? Bootleggers. Bootleggers and gangsters. Yes, David. It would also come to be a magnet for violence as other gangs tried to muscle in on the territory, bringing down gang warfare that left many dead. Damn, Kentucky used to be lit. I know, right? So in the 1950s, the Notorious Roadhouse changed hands and was renamed the Latin Quarter. Oh. And it was here that another famous death would occur. Mm. The story revolves around a woman named Johanna. Johanna. Okay. Okay. Um, she Hannah? was a dancer Jean, Jean, at the establishment. Establishment. You hear my accent. <laughs> it's a bit infectious there. You got to be careful. And she was the daughter of the building's owner. Um, she fell in love with a local musician named Robert Randall. Robert Randall, you better be a sweet boy. And their tryst ended up with her becoming pregnant. There's a theme. This happening did not there. set well with Johanna's father. He took it so badly that he had Randall killed oh, fuck. by his mob connections, which in turn caused his daughter to spiral into a deep depression, as it as would. A, as you, as, yeah, She's right. pregnant, and he just her own father had her yeah. baby daddy murdered. Um, she is said to have snapped and poisoned her own father for killing her lover and baby daddy. Shit happens, David. And supposedly... Scrawled a last poem professing her love on the walls of one of the rooms. That's metal as fuck. She then went down into the basement. What'd she do? And which was, you know, left over from the slaughterhouse days. Sure. Assuming where that well was. And she killed herself. Oh. So the Latin Quarter actually 
you know, survived this and stayed open and stayed into operation until about 1978. Oh, wow. And um, that's when it turned into the... When a series of violent shootings among Jesus. patrons caused it to shut its doors. So, then not long after that, Bobby Mackie bought the joint and turned it into Bobby Mackie's Music World. Okay, good luck, Bobby Mackie. So, something that's really weird is, you know how I mentioned... Robert Randall, who is the yeah. guy that... Um, Who's his was murdered. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him killed with the mob. Bobby Mackey's full name is Robert Randall Mackey. You better stop. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Yeah. So, some. <laughs> so yeah, that comes back into play a little bit, like, with the hauntings and stuff, I think. With uh, the fact that, like, his name is the they same. They have the same fucking yeah. name? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's weird. That's really weird. So, after Bob Mackey acquired his place when he bought it yeah it's supernatural forces seem to have kind of really taken over the place at this point with a vengeance this is my house bitch um almost as soon as he moved in there there were intense unexplained phenomena one of the first being a terrifying incident in which his own wife claimed to have been clawed at and pushed down the stairs by a malevolent unseen force nope and apparently she was like super pregnant Oh, shit. And a lot of times... A ghost and hear, an asshole. I hear a lot of things about, like, pregnant women having, like, miscarriages and things like this oh, when they're Jesus. at this place. Because, like, there were multiple, like, pregnant women who, you know, didn't get to have their babies or whatever. Yeah. Um, shit. So, um, workmen and contractors renovating the establishment also reported all manner of paranormal activity, such as moving objects... Nope. Anomalous noises. I'm good. And being pushed, slapped, punched. <laughs> if I ever get ghost slapped, I swear to God. Or punched? Jesus. Yeah. I think a slap would be more alarming. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> cocked right in the face. Um, Or scratched by unseen hands to the point that some of them refused to go back to work. Dude. Yeah. So for Bob Mackey's part, he was pretty skeptical of all this stuff all the ghosts well he was first. the property owner and probably had a fortune to lose yeah so. he actually discouraged people working there to stop spreading like the, the tales and all this about this potential ghost to scare because he was like you're scaring people off before sure. we've even opened the fucking business sure um and i mean because he apparently did spend like everything he had on his dream of opening this club yeah, yeah. and didn't want it all to unravel because of like all these ghost stories and stuff, you know, that yeah. he didn't, he wasn't even, he wasn't particular, even particularly yeah. seeing himself. Yeah. But nevertheless, the ominous phenomena continued. One of the most well known incidents revolves around then 20 year old Carl Lawson. He started working there cleaning and painting and actually moved into the attic of the building and ended up becoming like the permanent caretaker of the place. Okay. Lawson immediately began to complain of being absolutely tormented. By supernatural phenomena, even going as far as to say he was being actively attacked and even possessed by demons that he believed to be crawling out through the slaughterhouse well in the basement, which he convinced, which he was convinced was a portal to hell. No, dude. Which is the portal to hell is the well that everybody talks about. Okay, that's the portal to hell. He actually even had an exorcism in the place by like a priest really that's crazy yeah yeah so after the club actually opened it was had really great success 
And Lawson, he continued to live there, believing that it had believing that it had to be cleansed of its evil. And although um, Bob Mackey was very strict with him not to talk about his supernatural experiences, patrons and employees at the bar began to have their own strange brushes with the paranormal. Oof. Yeah, besides seeing, I love it, besides seeing <laughs> objects move, having electronics or lights turn on and off by themselves. See, that's some shit that'll freak me the fuck out, mean, dude. Yeah, dude, any of that shit would yeah, be fucking man. scary. My my parents' house is like totally fucking haunted. You're so shook about your parents' house. Dude, I have had some ex- experiences in that basement room. Yeah. I woke up to my bed shaking before. That was me. Uh, <laughs> No, you were <laughs> not around at the time. My TV came on when it was not plugged in. Independently? Like static. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking scary, dude. Um, so catching glimpses of shadowy apparitions. Nope. And often being overcome with a thick, overpowering sense of dread and malice that would descend upon them, which are, these are the patrons and stuff. Right. Many of these witnesses claimed to have been physically attacked by an invisible, by invisible entities, often brutally shoved or even pushed down the stairs. Shit. In per- so I know, dude. In particular... Especially if you're drinking. <laughs> I mean, are you Especially drunk or is it somebody pushing drinking. you? No, yeah. if somebody pushed me. Listen, I'm not I've only drunk. had 11 beers. That is not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. You know me. I can handle my beers. <laughs> In particular, this activity seemed to intensify greatly the closer one was to the well in the basement. The well's still there? Yeah. Like, still in its original life. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a fucking tourist attraction at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Cementing the idea that it's somehow the epicenter of all the ghostly phenomena. Uh, phenomena. All this crazy stuff that's gone on with the ghosts and everything has become commonplace at Bobby Mackey's. Bobby to the point Mackey's where haunted house, baby. It's really known more for its haunting than and the, stuff the, than its music. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some of the spirits said to dwell here and harass patrons and staff are the ghost of Johanna. Oh, poor poor figure. We never found her head, right? No, she was the one whose father killed her baby daddy. Oh, baby. She committed her baby daddy. Her baby daddy. She likes to hang out in the former dressing room, often appears in mirrors, and leaves the smell of perfume in her wake. That's scary. Apparently, she will leave like a very strong smell of roses, which was her perfume. Um, As well as the... Headless Pearl Brian, Pearl. who appears oh. without her head Fuck off. and exudes a profound sense of melancholy. Without a head? How do you know how she feels? Her boobs are really saggy. They're just like really, <laughs> like really, really I low. I don't know. I guess just. She just like slumped. I don't have a head. Who do you think of the, what is it, Debbie Downer from SNL? Yeah. Because how do you portray sadness without a face? I don't... She just do the, like, oh, shucks. Ah. <laughs> Stomps her feet a little bit. Yeah. There's also an extreme malicious entity fully dressed in cowboy attire. Yo, And a no. cowboy hat. And who a, what, attacked, kind of, what was the hat? A cowboy hat. Ah, a cabbage hat. A cowboy hat who attacks people nope. and has even been said to beat people into unconsciousness what in tarnation it's a man with a handlebar mustache who haunts stop it who haunts the restrooms and oh he'll catch you with your dick out apparently and is said to repeat die game die game which is latin apparently for die well 
over and over again. And then he beats the britches off of you. I don't, yeah, and just knocks you the fuck out into the beats fucking the urinal. Fuck, just beats the absolute fuck. Can you imagine getting the shit kicked out of you by with your pants ghost? down by a ghost that's dressed like a cowboy? <laughs> and a handlebar speaking, mustache? Speaking to you violently in like Die game! Die game! Holy... Why, this, would make, this would make a great film. Yeah. This, this, this is the next season of American Horror Story. Very... Um, yes. There's also a very angry dark shadow that likes to break things and seems to especially target women. Um, Not cool, bro. It's 2020. Paranormal investigators and psychics who have poured in have claimed that there are up to 40 different spirits at Bobby Mackey's Music World. Bobby Mackey's Music World is crazy haunted. And all of them are differing in personalities, temperaments, and danger. Danger. Dang I'm I'm still kind of hung up on the cowboy, the yeah, mustache right? cowboy that speaks Latin. Down in the back, down <laughs> in the land. What is that song? I'm gonna take my I'm heart to the hotel. Bobby Maggie's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna haunt till I can't no more. <laughs> so Super. even police police what are they? Police officers. <laughs> police officer. Even police officers have allegedly seen some of these spirits. The cops are even in on it. Yes. There was actually a story that I read where a guy got assaulted in the bathroom by this ghost and literally tried to press charges. Against the ghost? The, the police were like, we can't fucking press charges against a ghost, dude. Like, what Have are you Have you tried? About? Have you tried? <laughs> so, that's kind of funny. So, in speaking of paranormal investigations and investigators, Bobby Mackey's Music World has attracted... All kinds of different people. Sure, and, I'm sure that one. And, I'm sure that one bro's been there. What's the bro? Yeah, I'm gonna get to him. Yeah, Zach, that bro, yeah, Zach is that Bagans? Bagans? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get to him. That bro's definitely been there. The place has become a popular place for ghost hunters, professional and amateur, mm-hmm. like, coming all over the, from all over the place. Many of them have produced all manner of photographs and EVPs, oh. and according to them, the location is absolutely swarming with paranormal energy. Um, the club has been visited by several TV shows, and one of the most infamous is a 2008 episode of the hit series Ghost Adventures. There we go. Who features? Uh, who featured it along with host Zach Bagans. <laughs> During their investigation, Bagans claimed to have made contact with the murderer of Pearl Bryan, and even have been possessed by a demon while poking around in the basement. Just the fuck up, Zach Bagans. You Zach, get possessed. Uh, Zach was apparently so convinced that he was possessed. That an exorcism was carried out by him on him, and he also claims that he was physically assaulted by a demonic entity, which left behind claw marks across his chest. Um, the episode actually was so successful that they did a follow-up uh, <laughs> event called "Return to Bobby Mackey's in 2010. <laughs> Let's go back yeah. after I have these. I actually have a whole interview with him and... that I'm gonna read. Oh, good. Um, that where he talks about like his whole experience in sure. there and stuff, but I'll get to that in a little bit. I think I still think dude's a douchebag though. He's totally a douchebag. Total douchebag. Yeah. Anyway, many of the ghost hunters who have come to Bobby Mackey's have made note of the high concentration of negative energy down in the basement, and some have speculated that it is actually some sort of portal or vortex channeling forces. Man, what a bummer to like find a portal. And it take you to hell. Yeah, Be I like, don't want oh, that cool portal. magical portal. Rick and, and Morty. Just, no, yeah, Morty, let's go to another dimension. And yeah. it's just literally you just go to hell. That would suck. Yeah, drag me to hell type shit. Seriously, it's terrifying. So along with shows that have covered it, there's a popular book that has come out called Hell's. Whoa, Hell. Hell. Called Hell's Gate. 
Terror at Bobby Mackey's, which was written by Bobby's friend, Douglas Hensley. Okay. Um, Bobby Mackey's has been wildly known as being one of the most haunted places in the country, as I said. And Bobby Mackey's Music World has sort of embraced all of the paranormal attention, setting up ghost tours and even posting a sign at the front of its establishment that reads. So right when you walk in, there's a sign that says, quote, warning to our patrons. This establishment is is purported to be haunted. Management is not responsible and cannot be held liable for any actions of any ghosts slash spirits on these premises. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the sign when you that's walk amazing. in. Isn't that yeah, crazy? That's dope. So they obviously had gay, like, they really feed into this whole, all this to get like a boost. Sure. You know, with the book and all the shows and they really go. They take it serious. Do, yeah. Um, and most of the, a lot of the tales revolving around Bobby Mackey's music world have been, have been related by Bobby Mackey himself. Uh-huh. And a lot of this supposed incidents were first brought to light in this book, which kind of raise a lot of like, are they just like yeah. writing this book for like attention and like sure. to stoke the sure. urban legends and things like this. But regardless, there are plenty of people who insist that Bobby Mackey's Music World is the most insanely haunted place they've ever experienced. So, I mean, you, you know, you're when are getting... we going? Dude, I know. When are we going? I want to meet this cowboy. I, I wanna don't want to meet him, but like, I'd be kind of eager to get my ass kicked by a ghost. I want to go. So <laughs> something that's was really funny to me that I found, there's this thing called Rational Wiki. So it's like okay. a Wikipedia, but like it has like the, like the, the science or the truth or whatever. yeah, it's basically like not the it's lore. Like, it's like it's like fake lore and all this stuff, but it has this little part like segment on there that says um, favorite Yelp comments oh, about my. Bobby Mackey's, and there's I have to read them because they're so fucking funny. So the, <laughs> so the first one is. The spookiest thing about this place is how little gin they can put in their drinks and still call it a gin and tonic. <laughs> the next one is, I'm not sure what's more scary, the paranormal or fat women in tank tops and tube tops riding the bull. Yikes. <laughs> They're allowed to have fun too, guys. And the last one is, hey, if you're scared of ghosts, no worries. The smoke disguises them. Oh, <laughs> I just thought those were really fucking funny. I can, like, see it in my brain. Like, I've been to, like, so many bars. Dude, I might have even already been there and not known about it. Like, I've done calls in oh, Covington I and, know. and stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, it says, they may not be able to keep the restrooms clean, but one thing they are very good at is publicity. Bobby Mackey's was, uh, was launched onto the tabloid TV scene in the early 1990s with a supposed live exorcism of the club's caretaker which was the one I was telling you about. Sure. Performed on the most credible of documentary programs, The Jerry Springer Show. <laughs> yes. Of if you're if you refute Jerry Springer, I refute which you. Which I didn't I read that he had an exorcism, but I didn't know it was on the Jerry Springer Show. The Jerry show. Springer Show. It was like um, literally just the the security guard that always runs I mean, out ridiculous. just performing it. It's also been on Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, and a Haunting and a bunch of other places. Whoa. Or a bunch of other shows, I mean. Yeah. So now I'm going to just read a couple of the paranormal activities and speculation that I found um, of just like different areas sure. that are haunted and things that go on or whatever. Some believe the building's basement holds the gateway or portal to hell itself. Too much. 
um, which was a reference to the long abandoned slaughterhouse, as I said, the yeah. well. Which I wonder if it was common been. to dig a well and stuff guts know. and shit in it. Ooh. That just seems right. That just seems weird to me. And like they had to take it down <clears> there. Yeah. I don't know. It's gross. That was somebody's job. Um, stairs near the well in the old slaughterhouse have been deemed, quote, the stairs that lead to nowhere. Phantom foot te- footsteps can often be heard on these stairs. Ooh. Um, some believe that spirits can, can't cross flowing water. Okay. So the rare northern current of the Licking River may be keeping the dark forces trapped inside of Bobby Mackey's. You better hope so. Um, a former caretaker that lived in the park. Oh, I already read that one. I already told you about that one. A patron claims to have experienced suffocating heat, a flying trash can, and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating "die game, die game" no. in the men's restroom. So, that was so you got to go to the men's room. If that you might have been through. the guy who wanted to press charges. I don't know. Just like Probably, super bro. hot, and then a trash can came <laughs> flying in his face. Then I got assaulted by a cowboy. <laughs> Bobby's wife claims to have been overcome by the scent of roses in the basement and that she was grabbed around the waist, picked up and thrown down and pushed downstairs by a force. That I'm res- moving. Yeah. I'm moving. I promise we're out of there that day. The um, the force that pushed her down the, the stairs apparently resembled sketches of Alonzo Walling screaming, get out, get out. And she refused to set foot back into the nightclub again. Yep. Yep. How? Yeah. Get the, yep. No. 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 Alonzo was the uh, dentist friend who helped kill the kill the um, the uh, pearl. Yeah, pearl. Uh, Bobby Mackey claims not to be a believer, but he did write a song entitled "Johanna" about the young girl who committed suicide in the basement in the 1950s. Was, I mean, that's great content for a song right there. Um, historic photos of Pearl Brian match witnesses' depictions of a headless ghost dressed in turn-of-the-century clothing, and photos of Buck Brady also match descriptions of often-seen ghosts. So, what? you know, like, patrons yeah. will, like, yeah. be like, I saw this uh, person dressed like this, this that, and, and the then they'll other, look yeah. at the photos and be like, that's exactly what they were wearing. Yeah. yeah. Hot spots in the nightclub include the spotlight room and catwalk over the stage, the well in the basement, the old china room, and the platform, and the platform area near the kitchen. People have also claimed to see ghosts in the big pitted mirror in the main room. That like, apparently you look in the mirror and you see like faces. Nope. And then when you turn around, there's nobody there. Nope. Creepy. Like no, melted dude. into the like yeah, walls no. and shit. No. The club manager claims that on several occasions she would go through the club and make sure everything was turned off and closed down for the night. Uh huh. Then hours later, she'd find that the bar lights were on, the front doors were unlocked. And the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox was unplugged. And fuck off. The jukebox does not have that song on it. No, that would be so. That's this creepy. Is, that's like horror movie. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I quit that job. No, no, no. Um, another club employee has seen a dark, very angry man behind the bar and a spirit who called herself Johanna. She would often speak to him and leave the scent of roses in her wake. So now I'm going to go back to Zach Bagans because I Zach actually, Bagans. I, as much as I, sure, you know, he is what it is. There's an interview after he like went there. And so I'm just going to kind of read through it because he sure. mentions a lot of his own experiences and stuff that happened. And he really does not like Bobby Mackey's. <sighs> so he says, when we went to Bobby Mackey's in season one, I was an idiot. Um, I didn't understand too much of this yet. Let me be honest with you. 
We've grown a lot since then. And when we went there, I did something really stupid. What happened there didn't really have an effect on me when I left. It wasn't until we went back there for an event where we invited 100 people back to join us on a hunt. So we invited Uh, a shitload of people back, right? Obviously, since we are experiencing these activities and we know how real it is to us, we wanted people to see these things happening, to experiencing to experience them with us in the moment so that they could draw their own conclusions, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, Hillbilly Horror Stories did a live show at Bobby Mackey's. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dope. You watch things like this on television and you think it's nothing more than just entertainment bullshit. Yeah. That's why we figured we would start doing these live events, inviting people to see for themselves. When we went back there for the event, that is when this place let us know you screwed with us. Now it's time for you to realize that you're going to screw, that we're going to screw with you. Uh-oh, buddy. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like that. Our first investigation tripped me out, but it didn't have an emotional effect on me. It was more in the moment stuff. When we went back there, it affected everybody. It affected our guests. The only way to describe it was like we were all trapped in a horror movie. There were things that started happening that just shocked everyone. Great. So that's why we did a return episode and brought and brought some of those people back to talk about what had happened to them. So I had never heard of the spirit box until then, which is crazy because they use that shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. He says when Dave Schrader used it that night, little things started happening at first. When we were downstairs in the basement, Nick and Dave, which Nick isn't on the show anymore. Nick and Dave, and apparently Nick has gone back and done a lot of stuff at Bobby Mackey. Oh, really? Yeah. Nick and Dave and a bunch of people were upstairs, and they captured my voice crystal clear saying, guys, be careful. When they came down and played my voice, it was clearly me. I'm still processing that. Soon after... Oh, like he hadn't said yeah, that? Yeah, he didn't say wow. it, but it was his voice on it saying that. Yeah. Soon crazy. after, um, one of the people there's daughter came through loud and clear pleading, mommy, mommy, help. Fuck yeah. off. Later, nope. we were, that's so creepy. Later, we were down, especially using your own voice yeah. to say things that you're not saying. Ugh. No. Later, we were down in the basement, and me and Aaron were just standing there, and it started talking about me. It started saying, Zach, your dad, Z-Man. My dad calls me Z-Man, and there's no way anyone could have known that except those closest to me. Fuck off. That's, so that's crazy. Creepy. Yeah. From there, it went to Aaron, and it started saying a bunch of shit to him about his marriage. Oof. Yeah. Aaron ended up getting a divorce, too. So. Oh. So it started, might have been on to something there, but. <laughs> <laughs> it said it started poking fun at him. We thought this was going to be a regular event. The ghost was just straight bullying him? Yeah. That it was going to be uh, fun. Oh, fuck you, ghost. Once all this shit started happening, it was kind of like you're at a party, you're having fun, people are starting to poke jokes at you. It's like a Comedy Central roast, you know? You're laughing. But then after about 10 minutes, it's like, okay, holy shit, this is starting to get really creepy. Something's... After 10 minutes of a ghost yeah, taunting you? Something's not scary. right here, he says. First time a ghost clowns me, I'm out. Yeah, right? First time. Fuck you. Right, fuck you. So that's when Aaron collapsed, rushed out, and went into a little closet upstairs and started crying the hardest I've ever seen him cry. Mm. That's really weird. He really though. bullied him. I knew something was wrong. When we went up there, myself and Matt Coates, the 250-pound bodyguard head of security, went upstairs to where Bishop James was. Oh, no way. Okay. We, I think that's probably the same guy. Yeah. Bishop yeah. James um, was part of our live show at Khalil's that we did. And he'll be, he'll be there again this yeah. week, too. Matt and I weren't feeling like ourselves. We wanted to basically murder and kill everybody in that place. 
Okay. Yeah, we both just wanted to kill everyone who we saw and rip their hearts out. <sighs> Zach Bagans. Yeah, he's a little intense. That's when I realized that what was happening to us was real. That these spots are real. That demonic attachment is real. These demons were <clears throat> screwing with us emotionally. I already knew that from the first trip we had at Mackey's, from what occurred and what we captured. When this happened with Matt and I, this was this was different. We went upstairs and the bishop took us to a back room where he had his oil and his holy water. He put holy water on my forehead and I had to go rinse it off in the bathroom because I thought he put muri- muriatic acid on my freaking head. Jesus. He put my freaking head. That's what he literally said. <laughs> <sighs> He put a medallion over Matt, and Matt couldn't even hold the medallion to his chest because it was burning so badly. Ooh. Okay. At one point, I had gone down into the basement again with a girl named Nancy, who what was I had he doing down there? never met before. What was he doing? What are you doing, Zach We Bagans? were down there investigating before any of this stuff had happened. She and I both saw this, this thing, and it... His dick. It says, and it... Zach laughs nervously while pausing. And it, this thing shot out of the dressing room and it ran towards the back wall. <laughs> what was cool was me no. and her both saw the same thing. This thing was ducking its head. It didn't look human. It was ducking its head and it looked at us with these huge, bright, amber eyes. That mm. is so fucking spooky. It just glided across the floor into the darkness. Ugh. After that, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Ew, I mean, I hate you it. saw something like that. I It'll change your life. It. Like, no way, dude. He said, after that, me and her both froze. I looked at her. She looked at me, and I said, don't tell me. What the hell did you just see? To which she answered, I just saw this thing running, covering its head up with reddish eyes. At that point, we backed up and started taking some deep breaths, and we're like, holy shit. Those were just some of the things that happened during the event. After that, it was just fury unleashed. A good friend of ours went home for three weeks and he had a demonic attachment. Another friend had things happen to her. The list just started going on and on. I couldn't count them at all. So many people had really bad things happen to them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then after he, you know, left or whatever, he started to become the target of a lot of things. Uh... He said things started happening at my house when I got back from the event. I headed immediately back to my apartment. I was dating a girl. It was three days later, and I just didn't feel like myself. I still wanted to kill people. One night, Jesus, yeah, man. we were sleeping in my bed where this rosary was. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I saw all these black shadow figures in my room. I scooped her up, and we got out of there as fast as we could. I just see him, like, picking her up. Oh, come on. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> After that, everything changed. Over the course of the next three years, three years, about 14 to 16 friends of mine, all female. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. <laughs> have been attacked in my house, and about 80% of them knew nothing about me or the show. Sure. The most profound thing I'm happened. Zach Bagans. Yeah, I know, right? He says, The most profound thing happened when I got dragged out of my bed by my ankles a couple of months ago. This was after Stop the show. Stop it. Ever since then, I've slept in this like tiny bedroom downstairs or whatever. He says, I know it all came from Bobby Mackey's. Um, when we went back there to do the return episode, we started revealing shit to each other and we started realizing how weird it was that Bobby Mackey is the only one who's never been attacked. He's the one that still doesn't believe that this is happening. Yet his uh-huh. own wife, who apparently is now deceased, oh. would never put step in there. What, she she would, would never what? Step, 
What I say? She would never footstep in there. <laughs> Is that what I said? She doesn't go in there she and dance. She never footstep in there. <laughs> she never footstep in there. She, <laughs> she does. She stands still. She never walk around. She would never go in there because of getting pushed down the stairs. Carl Lawson, the guy who was possessed, he passed away. Bobby's best friend passed away. He said, "I'm not saying that any of these deaths are related to the haunting, but you got to look at everything that has gone on. It's like a movie. It's a real life movie." He is like the guy from Dusk Till Dawn at the Titty Twister. <laughs> That's that a movie allow- about vampires, <laughs> yeah, though. Like- that allows people to go into his bar and for these evil things to feed off of. He's the bar owner. I know he's the only bar owner I know of that has ever that was ever sued by a patron of his establishment because he was attacked by ghosts. Right. Yeah. And apparently the plaintiff won. Really? Oh, that's what he says. When I, something else I heard said that they were just like, what the fuck do we need? So, yeah, that's pretty much the the general of his, like... But I thought that, like, revealed a lot of, you know, creepy things that he experienced. Yeah, dude. That he experienced. <laughs> and so I just wanted to end with... I went to the Bobby Mackey's website. Uh-huh. And it says that they offer two-hour guided tours, par- private group investiga- investigations, and event hosting Sunday through Thursday. <laughs> um, on the two-hour tour, you're taken around all three floors of the building... The main floor, the upstairs, and the basement. Your tour guide is with you at all times and provides information on the history of the location and reported paranormal activity. Okay. Uh, it says, we will spend time in each area to allow for a brief paranormal investigation. You're um, welcome to bring small handheld equipment, such as recorders, EMF meters, and cameras. Uh, Two-hour tours start at 7, 8, or 9. And they also do afternoon tours Monday through Thursday between late August and May. The cost of a two-hour tour let's is, go, y'all. is like, $35 let's a person. I'm sorry, how much? $35 for a two-hour tour. Gee, money. A group of four or more people will be $25 per person. And there's a minimum $50 uh, on all tours. And you have to pay cash when you arrive. They also do private investigations for paranormal teams up to 12 people for $595. Stop. And on the private Bobby group, Mackey's is making right? buckets. On the private group investigation, you're given a brief tour of the entire building by your uh, your guide, and then you're free to investigate at your own whatever Leisure. and do as you wish. Wow! So that is Bobby Mackey's Music World. When are we going? When Isn't do you guys want to go? Yeah, that it's was like crazy. right up the road from it's us. Right up the road stretch. There's a freaking portal to hell. In there, we man. have to go through Henry County on the way. I, think, I want to go. It's on your way towards Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. From where we go, we'd have to go that but way. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's the most I've like learned about it. I, yeah. There's like no, no, I try to find podcasts that cover it. Like, no. I've never heard of that. It. I've never heard of that yeah. before. You did a good job. Thanks. You're welcome. So, yeah, Bobby oh, Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's. All right. So now it is my turn to tell I thought it was, you. Uh, I just oh, thought it was so. Right. Oh, sorry. No, I just thought it was fine. so funny. I was just in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> when I like saw Bobby Mackey's music world, I was like, that can't be anything creepy or weird about. Harmless. Oh my god! Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm ready for yours. Yes. I get to sit back, relax, and drink some rosé. That you did a dance <laughs> for the folks at home. I so badly want to open up the window because it's raining it's so, so hard. It's so tranquil. But that probably wouldn't be very good background noise. No. So recently, I saw this Geico commercial. What? And it's like these people at a wedding, what? and. And she's like, I can't believe it. And she's like, what? The fact that John was really raised by, by wolves? wolves? Uh-huh. Or the fact... And she's like, no, that I saved a bunch of money on Geico. <laughs> also, we would make such good... We would do such good commercials. Um, th- so that got me thinking, like, 
Dude, did people have people ever what really no. been raised by animals? <laughs> no. Like, what is that about? Yeah. And so I started looking into that, and it's it's called feral children. What? When you're a wild chil- child. So a, a feral child. This is what I'm covering. So this is what we're talking covering. about feral children this week. Children that have been raised, raised by, by animals. animals. And there's this so is real. Many. This is real. Yeah. What the actual fuck? A feral child is a human child who has lived isolated from human contact from a very young age, and what? so had has had little or no experience of human care, behavior, or human language. No! There are several confirmed cases and other speculative ones. Feral children may have experienced severe abuse or trauma before being abandoned or running away. They are sometimes the subjects of folklore and legends, typically portrayed as having been raised by animals. Yeah, Jungle Book. uh, Jungle Book. (laughs) <laughs> is actually based off of a real kid. No. And we're going to talk about it. No, it's him. not. Yes, it is. Yes, it absolutely. I thought that was Disney. No, I mean, it was a book written yeah, by Richard Kipling. I know, I know. Who also wrote, I think, Ricky Ticky Tavi, which was that. That shit slapped. Ricky Ticky Tavi? You ain't up on Ricky Ticky Tavi? No. Shit. Okay. So I'm going to give you a few short stories about no! people who were reportedly feral children that's not so yeah man there was that like one movie back in the day about that girl and it was the chick from contact what's her name is helen nope there's no it's not helen she also was like in the original hannibal movies science of the lambs yeah Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. she was in a movie where she was like a wild kid and had like I her always own get language her and and, like their name i'm always like Jodie Foster. Helen. no helen hunt Oh, I could see that. They both have very sharp expressions. <laughs> <laughs> you know that the, he, I was reading or listening about um, the Mandala effect. Oh, my God. I wanted to cover the Mandala yeah, effect. Yeah, it's nuts. So, and like, that shit will fry your brain. If you've not it, looked that up, look that shit up. Let's talk about it. Yeah, we should maybe 50. Hey, eh? But there was like a, all these like lists of things that like we think. Yeah, like Berenstein Bears. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And yeah. one of them was that he actually never says hello, Clarice. Right. In the movie. Yeah, uh, there's there's so many crazy things yeah. that we think happened. Yeah, yeah, there are. That didn't happen. Well, and there's just like things <coughs> like Kit Kat doesn't have hyphens. Like we think it's right. like, and like just there's so many. Oh, the list things. is amazing. Yeah. And, oh, there's also like glitches in the Matrix that I think. Anyway, I'm trying to tell you. Sorry, the story sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> derailed the whole thing. Tell uh, me about these feral children. So the first one that we're going to talk to, uh, talk to, uh, we don't have any, talk to we have no feral children have on the line this evening, no, <laughs> oh. that we're going to be talking about is John of Elige. Okay. One of the earliest English language accounts of a feral child. Concern. Okay. So when you're talking about a feral child, when you're not exposed to human activity, Right. You think like some things are just like innate that aren't yeah. like smiling and laughing uh-huh. and things like this aren't necessarily true for feral children. Ugh. So like I don't know why I find that so like creepy. smiling or showing your teeth might mean something. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Like and and conventional just like ha ha ha. Like actually not a how natural is my laugh. <laughs> Uh, is not a natural <laughs> response. It's a learned response. Weird. And so there's this critical time. Um, Unless they're raised by hyenas. 
That's all they fucking do. It's not even funny, bro. Uh, you, as humans, we have this really critical time to where we learn language. Uh-huh. Uh, and most of it happens when we're very small. Sure. Our, devel- our developmental years, like when kids are sucking that shit up like a sponge, that really is, in fact, how we learn the essence of language. And so if you're a feral child, you might miss this window and never be able to communicate ever. It's like it's 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 like that. From what what I was told, we're going to get more into the care, the the guy that that all the science is based off of. But you essentially could never really learn language. You can learn to understand and you can learn this and that. But. Ba- I mean, some of these these cases are so bizarre because it's like, yeah. which we're going to talk about. Uh, please. But yeah, so one of the things to remember is if you miss that developmental stage, language Weird. as we understand as we understand it is an impossibility. You can <sighs> mitigate it. You can help like with with communication, but you would never have like the fluency that we Weird. naturally have. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard at least. I'm not a you know this is we drink and we know things not we drink and we know things. <laughs> Cool. So one of the earliest English language accounts of a feral child concerns John of Liege, who was a boy supposedly who spent most of his youth in isolation in the Belgian wilderness. Mm. According to a 1644, that's the year, in the year 1644, the earliest feral child is, yeah. Wowzers. By, and this account is by Sir Kenelm Digby. John first fled to the woods at the age of five to escape enemy soldiers during a religious <gasps> war. But at five, you're already, five, you're already talking. Yeah, but he, yeah, exactly. My nephew's five. He yeah. speaks fluently. He speaks too fluently, yeah. But while, but while, And that's not the case for all of these. Sure. Like, some of them know language, yeah, yeah. but some of them But I mean, at five, I would think you're it. already, yeah. like... Yeah, to escape, yeah. So, but while his family and the rest of the village returned to their homes after the danger had passed, young John was too afraid to come out of hiding. Hmm. He struck off alone into the depths of the forest where he survived for 16 years no! on roots and wild He was bears. 21 when he, he was finally decided to go he... have a drink and get out of the forest. Yeah, well, I guess I'm old enough to party. <laughs> when, and he came out of the woods when he was caught trying to steal food from a local farm. Whoa. By then, he was reportedly naked and all overgrown with hair. <laughs> Meaning just like his hair was just like he hadn't had a haircut in 16 yes, years. He was in the game Jumanji. And he had hit puberty. So, <laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. Things have grown. He had hairy nipples. <laughs> so uh, he had quite forgotten the use of all language. Because he hadn't talked to anybody yeah, in yeah, 16 yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Most astonishing of all, his years in the bush had led him to develop a dog-like sense of smell, Ooh. allowing him to sniff out food from great distances. <gasps> Weird. According to Digby, who's the guy that made this report in the year Digby. 1644. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, John eventually began talking again, but his heightened senses dulled once he was back in civilization. I, I mean, you, you stay out there for that long, and then all of a sudden you're just like, Chim chim cheerio! Welcome oh, back all right. to yeah. I guess they caught me trying to steal food. Well, when I mean, imagine if having forgotten, you know, having yeah. been five years old and just having like a spattering fam- if of he memories. Found his family again. Yeah, yeah, I can't speak to this. It's fucking like a thousand. It's a oh, long yeah, yeah. fucking time ago. For sure, not a thousand years, but you know, <laughs> four, four, four or five hundred years, mm-hmm. almost. Next, we're going to talk about Peter the Wild Boy. What? Did- Oh, you said 16. Yeah. Okay. So this one takes place in the summer of 1725. A naked and mute 
adolescent boy was found living alone in the woods of northern Germany. The child was brought before the British King George I, who took a liking to him and had him shipped to his court. What? Yeah, like as a like a toy for the king. Just Ew. like, oh, I like this wild child. I'll take him that and put him in my court. As fuck. He was I don't prisoned, like that. so he was prisoned, which means he was baptized. Uh, Peter, the boy soon became the toast of London, and he was regularly trotted out as a party favor to entertain <gasps> royal guests. No. Yeah, nobles were fascinated by the wild boy's habits of scurrying Ew. about on all fours. <gasps> And they laughed at his disregard oh. for table manners and his penchant for picking pockets and trying to kiss the ladies of the court. Wow. So they attempted to civilize Peter, but that failed. He never learned to speak and preferred to sleep on the floor. Uh. So oh. he was eventually sent to the countryside where he lived until his death in 1785. So that's a long time after they found him yeah. in 1725. Jesus. By then, Peter had inspired comment and speculation from the likes of Daniel Defoe and Jonathan Swift. I guess those are writers, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But the full story of how he came to live in the woods has never been revealed. Some researchers have since argued that he may have been abandoned because he suffered from Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, a rare neurological What's... disorder characterized by learning disabilities and inability to develop speech. Oh, that's really fucking sad. Yeah, well, as well as if you're... If you miss that opportunity to learn language, it's one yeah. of those things that you can't do later in life. Well, like, when you said he was, <laughs> when you said he was mute, I was actually gonna be like, well, was is it because he was unable a, to like speak? It, was he deaf? Or? Right. So next, Jeez. we're gonna talk about Marie Angelique Mamie Leblanc. Oh, yes. Meskwaki Indians, the tribe Memi, may have belonged. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. In 1731, the French village of Sanji was stunned by sightings of a wild young woman armed with a wooden club. Oh. This savage girl of champagne was clad in animal skins and a tattered dress and appeared to be anywhere from 10 to 18 years old, depending on the source. 10 to 18? That's big a big window. difference. Big window, guys. She was also it's astonishing. Like the movie, the orphan, or what is it? Orphan? Orphan, where it's like an old woman Creepy who's a little girl. Woman, yeah. Yeah. That should actually happen recently in real life. Which well, is crazy. I've heard conflicting things, I actually. Well. Yeah. So she was also astonishingly strong for her, for her size and had once even killed a local guard dog with her club. Oh, no. Oh my gosh. Buddy, don't do that. We don't do that, buddy. When villagers finally lured the young woman out of the trees, they were amazed to discover that she spoke only in animalistic whoops and squeaks. And preferred to eat raw meat. Uh, squeakity squeak, 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 uh, squeak, 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 squeakity squeak, squeak. Often skinning and biting into the carcass of a fresh kill on the spot. Yuck. No. In time, the girl it's like did Renfield. learn. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. In time, the girl did learn to speak French and grew more civilized. And she was later baptized under the name Mary Angelique Mamie LeBlanc and sent to live in a convent. Bright future. Wow. Further details about her background would not emerge until 1765, when she told an interviewer that she had escaped to the forest after being kidnapped and brought to Europe as a slave. Many of Mamie's Contemporaries believe she was originally an Eskimo, but recent Whoa. research re recent research mm -hmm. suggests she was most likely likely likey? Likey. most likely she was a likey. Uh, she was most likely a Meskwaki Indian born in what is now Wisconsin. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. What the heck? It's crazy. 
Yeah. It's like the breakdown of language is like one of the things that's like consistent. So bizarre. all of these. Yeah. So next is Victor of Aveyron. The mis- of Aeron? Aeron. Mm-hmm. Present. The <laughs> mysterious story of Victor of Aveyron began in 1800 when a boy around 12 years old was found wandering in the woods near Aveyron, France. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of them in France. They got a lot of wild, yeah. wild childs over there. What y'all doing there. over there? The wild kid was naked and mute. Yeah. At least the chick before had clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and who knows how old she was sure. when she was... Well, you would think... <coughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay. She yeah. was just out there surviving, you know? The wild... Uh, so... He was mute and had an abundance of scars that seemed to indicate that he had been exposed to the elements since a very young age. Mm. He refused to be washed or touched, ignored human contact, and often exploded in violent outbursts. Almost said woof. Woof. (laughs) That's how he communicated. (laughs) Years of isolation had also led him to develop a remarkable form of selective hearing. Oh. The boy might ignore the sound. sounds like you. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> the boy might ignore the sound of a pistol fired behind his head, mm. but would perk up immediately at the crackling of a walnut. Oh. One of his favorite foods. Okay. French, offic- French officials deemed the child to be an imbecile, but a consultant to a school for the death named John Marcus Spard believed that it was possible to teach him language. School for the death? For the deaf, yeah. You said death. I said deaf. It sounded like he said school for the deaf. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm reading it. I said deaf. <laughs> so Jean-Marc worked with the boy, whom he named Victor, for several years and eventually got him. Yes. And eventually got him to bathe, wear clothes, and even show signs of empathy. Oh. Which, again, are like learned activities. Sure, 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 yeah. You know? Weird. Language, however, proved to be permanently beyond the boy's grasp. Mm. While Jean-Marc taught Victor to understand basic spoken questions and commands, the foundling, um, he died at age 40, having never uttered a complete sentence. What? Yeah, never figured it out. Weird. Yeah, died very young. Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them die real young. I mean, oh my God, that's so weird. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about Kaspar Hauser. So on May 26, 1828, a teenaged boy appeared in Nuremberg, Germany Mm. with a seemingly unbelievable story. Identifying himself as Kaspar Hauser, the youth said that he had spent the previous 13 years. What? Confined to a small room, uh. his only companions, a few wooden toys, and a mysterious man that appeared each day to bring him food and uh. water. No. He carried with him two cryptic notes, which claimed he had come into his captor's care as a child and had never been allowed to leave the house, <gasps> but was now being released to pursue a military career. What the fuck? Hauser's macabre tale quickly catapulted him to instant fame across Europe. Many marveled at the foundling's peculiarities. He could talk. Yeah. He supposedly possessed remarkable night vision and often fell into a stupor when presented with new experiences. Just like, I don't... Uh, like, what? I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Um, so, but there were a lot of people that thought his story might be a hoax. Yeah. The boy had learned language and writing too easily. They argue like he already knew it. Yeah. And his complexion was not pale enough for someone who had spent most of his life in darkness. Hmm. The situation only grew more bizarre in 1833 when Hauser died from a mysterious, possibly self-inflicted stab wound. (gasps) 
Dozens Fuck. of wild theories have since been proposed about his origins, including that he was actually a royal who was confined as part of a conspiracy to prevent him from taking the throne. What the fuck? Maybe there's a sunroof in there. He just got he a lot just, of... He's getting some sunroof. <laughs> to this day, however, it is unclear whether Casper Hauser was a real-life wild child or merely a skilled Yeah, I don't know artist. about that guy. It does seem a little suspect, that Because he knew how to read and write and everything. Like, picked it up. Yeah. Picked it up. Quick. I don't know about you. That's buddy. like one of the main things. Like if you miss that window to learn to communicate, it's ov. Yeah, it's so O-V. weird. V. So lastly, we're gonna talk about my guy, mm-hmm. Dina Sanachar. Okay. So Dina Sanachar, also known as the real life Mowgli <gasps> of the Jungle Book. Ah. Okay. So he was discovered literally. Um, running with a pack of wolves. <gasps> so we're in Udar Pradesh, which is in India, uh-huh. in the year 1872. 1872. And I don't know if this is like during English, you know, imperialism, because the English occupied India for a very long time. Uh-huh. So I don't know if these hunters were... Yeah, so I don't know if these were English hunters or Indian hunters... But they saw a pack of wolves uh-huh. and a fucking kid, like a little boy, no. running with the wolves. So they tracked the wolves to a cave and they smoked the cave out. Uh. Like, you know, they, they put a bunch of smoke into it. Uh-huh. And they actually, this is sad to say, but they killed <gasps> all the wolves. Oh, no. Yeah. And they stole the kid. They captured the boy. That was his family. Yeah. And, and, and they captured him as he was trying to escape from the smoked out That's cave. That's sad. How come the wolves didn't get out? No, they got out, but they got killed and they ran out from the smoke. They were like, oh, we got to get out of here. They were smoking the cave. And I guess it's like a technique you sure. do. They were just blasting it with smoke and the wolves ran out. And as they ran out, the these oh. hunters just smoked, just oh. killed them all. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. So he was presumed to be about six years old. <gasps> and he was naked. Uh-huh. Running with these, living like a wolf. What the fuck? Living literally with these wolves. They were raising him in this wolf pack. It's a real thing that happened what in India. Fuck. So the name Sanachar is Urdu, which I guess is a local mm-hmm. uh, language. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know much about India. For Saturday, which was the name given to him at the mission orphan- orphanage, where he would be raised by his human wards. It was also the day of the week that they brought him to the orphanage. Weird. They just gave him. Let's just call him. What day is it? Saturday. His, so essentially, <laughs> it's it's Dina's, Dina San, Saturday. Yeah. Which I think, you know, names of the week. Names being the name of like Mr. Wednesday from American Gods. Like yeah. Wednesday Adams. You know, like sure. I always, I always, I think it's really cool. But, yeah. So the name was given to him at the mission orphanage where he would be raised by his human wards. Alas, for poor Dina, having not grown up around his own kind, he never acquired <gasps> language. Oh, yeah. He did, however... How the fuck did he end up out there? No idea. And, like, you would think that a little tiny baby would just get, like, eaten by wolves. Eaten. I bet he was a toddler. Like, I bet he was walking around. But still. Or, I mean, who know, nobody, I don't know. You would never let your toddler around wolves. Like, you, Well, you certainly should not. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just to think that... Somehow they ended up just being like, "Cool, they just raised him up." Weird. Yeah. So he he never learned to talk, but he would grunt and growl. Weird, like a wolf. Yeah. So what's crazy 
is there was another feral child in the orphanage where <gasps> Dina was no raised. No way! And he was the only person he ever bonded with. He, like, taught what? him... He taught the other feral kid, like, how to use a cup to drink <gasps> and wear clothes. Because it's a completely alien concept. Sure. You don't speak English. It's so weird. To wear... To, he, you know, he learned to wear clothes. There's another... Yeah, feral kid in that orphanage. That's yeah. insane. And they were the only, and they bonded together. Well, but they yeah, never, obviously they probably knew each other in the fucking jungle. Yeah, maybe they were fucking. <laughs> They're buddies. the same. They're pack. just jungle brothers. <laughs> no, I can't speak to that. I don't think they knew each other. I think it was a different pack of right. wolves that raised them. <laughs> I don't know. There's not a lot of details on the other kid, but it was like he would. He felt Weird. comfortable and re- and interacted with this kid. So well, and it's not always wolves. It's not always well. Sometimes it's you know there's yeah. there's a ton of stories about these. Yeah, there's enough to do a whole another episode on these. Wow. Yeah. So Rudyard Rudyard Kipling wrote the Jungle Book in 1894, which was a collection of stories rather than a single comprehensive novel. Kipling had never explicitly indicated that his Mowgli character was based on Dina Ch- Sanachar. Although the period in which the character was conceived, following the fostering of a real wild boy by Father Earhart. Dina Sinclair's caretaker, uh, Senator's caretaker, uh, unlike Mowgli, Dina would never fully integrate or shed his wolf-like behavior. Besides never talking like humans do, D- uh, Dina continued to walk on all fours and Weird. even prefer any preferred raw meat. Unlike Ew. Mowgli, Dina didn't willingly abandon the jungle and rise to humanity. He was stolen from the jungle. Sure. And, and his, his wolf family was killed. Yeah, and at least psychologically and developmentally that he never progressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this kid didn't just start again. I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he didn't see a cute girl getting some water and be like, "Yo, y'all, I'm out, bro. I took care of the I took care of the tiger. We cool." Like Ironically, Dina readily took one of the worst human traits. So one of the things he did latch Uh-oh. onto is he got super addicted to cigarettes. What? He became a chain smoker. He smoked mad cigarettes all day, every that day. That is so weird. He never, he lived in this orphanage for his whole life. <gasps> you can the, do that? I guess in, I guess point, in this circumstance you can, yeah. Uh, so maybe the secu- the cigarettes gave him security, like a child's blanket, like a child's blanket, blanket, blanket. <laughs> pamphlet. Uh, in the strange new world that was forced upon him, he was it was like something to ease his anxiety. Weird. Uh, I mean, you can imagine being separated from your wolf family as they're murdered all around you and then taking into a world and they make you wear pants. Yeah, right? Fuck pants. And they talk. They don't even like sniff each other's butts or nothing. <laughs> like, you gotta talk and shit. Oh my God. So he didn't have, you know, many, other than this other feral child, it's like the only person he ever really bonded with. Right. Um... Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so after weird. ten years of living with people, Dina fell uh, well short of the expectations of his human caretakers. He was also short in stature, barely five feet tall, probably from being pretty malnourished in the you know in the jungle. Maybe and like walking years. on all fours, maybe it, like stunted his growth. Probably, maybe. Yeah. So he's super jumpy and anxious. Oh, I fucking bet. Yeah. So much of what we know about Dina Sanachar was described through the lens of imperialism, which is, you know, when 
England was kind of just occupying uh, India. I don't know if it was. I mean, it was pretty much a full on occupation, and had been for a long time. Okay, I think. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't um, know. I don't know much about that. So terms like low pronounced forehead are interpreted with su- suspicion. We can imagine that a deficient diet might stunt our growth. But what does a low pronounced forehead mean in the context of not having grown up with? Is that like kind? um like caveman type? Yeah, it's like just. I think it's just kind of derogatory the way that sure. they were talking about him. Yeah. So yeah, he actually passed away of tuberculosis at an estimated age of 29 years old oh no and he was rumored to be the inspiration behind jungle mowgli of the jungle that is crazy yeah he was a real dude a real chain smoking chain smoking young man put that in their movie (laughs) would have been an interesting like he just finds a cigarette on the on the lake and is like okay there's a lot of leaves in there. I don't want to catch you guys on fire. Uh, so all of a sudden I can talk. Okay. Uh, uh, I get this whole human thing now. They these got these cigarettes, cigarettes over uh, there. Fucking crazy. Got me talking. So. Yeah. So those are just a few little instances of feral children or children that grew up in the wild. That is wild. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Nailed it. Yes. I've never... Yeah, it's heard crazy, any right? Of that. Like, yeah. I did not know that that was an actual thing. And there's there's a lot of speculation. Yeah. About a lot of them, like sure. did that actually happen. There's been a lot more like modern claims that have fallen under skepticism, but I just thought it would be cool to like go back in time and like hear hear some of the stories about. Yeah. Just, and they all have like so many things in common. Like they can't talk. Right. They don't develop the same way, or they had yeah. problem, or maybe they had problems initially, but they all survived. Sure. For every one of those kids that survived, there's probably hundreds that didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it didn't get picked up by a cute group of wolves that were very paternal. Like the dingo you know? that ate the baby. The dingoes are eating babies and not mm, raising babies. No. They're hungry. They're not. That's th- wild. They're not parents. Uh, for real. I didn't mean to say that again. But <laughs> it's that's the that was the story. You got it, baby. It I actually wild. thought about wild. that when I've seen that commercial, too. Just like, yeah. I wonder if, that's, if anybody's actually been raised by wolves. And it's crazy to me that it's wolves. Like, to be raised by wolves. Yeah. But they weren't all wolves, were they? No. Some of them you don't know where, right. what raised them or right. if anything right. raised them or if they just survived it's on like their own. like naked and afraid, but yeah, but the, a toddler. Yeah, I just realized I don't have my phone on silent. I'm nope, blown up. I'm so sorry. You've been giving still. me the glare just now. Uh, but yeah, so that's the story. Wow, There'll good be job. more. There'll be updates. Yeah, there's so many more. So I thought it'd be fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I guess you probably aren't seeing those nowadays because it's just not it's, yeah. realistic. I mean, I mean, I'm I sure know. it still happens, man. I mean, yeah. we are in some trying times, y'all. Make sure you're washing your hands. For real. Hug your loved ones. <laughs> Make sure you have a storm cellar. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Oh, good job. Thank you. You did a good job. We did a good job. Thanks. Again, this was episode 49 of We Drink 49. Things, oh my God. <laughs> Cough about it. Oh my God, we're almost to 50. Almost at 100. Yeah. Nope. It's like we're literally halfway to 100. But that's so wild. Yeah, um, it literally is. You've we've Which we've said. Wild. It's wild. <laughs> Uh, I, I, hopefully we'll be able to put out a Florida Man Friday this week. Uh, if not, it might be a slip up Saturday or something like that. Maybe we'll get quarantined for two weeks and we'll or just, just d- bust out like bust a out the million next fifty episodes. episodes. Yeah. Same intro, same. Except shit. we're gonna have to get more ink. <laughs> yeah, we're about out. Fuck. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to yes, our podcast. Yes, please. If you we need haven't. a new. We need a re- new review. We and love, 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 love seeing the reviews. And so, we if, you haven't the emails, a, if you haven't left us the, one, all and, of that, man. Yeah, if you haven't left us one, please do because it really makes our day. Yeah. yeah email us at we drink and we know things podcast at Gmail. Suggestions, anything we've maybe we've screwed up. 
Were you raised by wolves? We, I don't know. We obsessively know. refresh that inbox. So <laughs> certainly hit us up. Uh, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you all so much, man. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, God.